Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. with Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you yesterday? Ah, yesterday we started off the morning with Wow Wednesday in our girlfriend Vivian in her socially conscious segment. And Vivian informed us that the New York City Department of Sanitation, they're hiring, yes, for emergency snow shovelers. Yep, as long as you're 18, as long as you're eligible eligible to work in the United States, and as long as you can do manual labor, they are paying $18 an hour and up to $27 an hour based on your overtime after 40 hours of work. Now, there's a little twist to this. I'm sorry to let you know. Your pay, yeah, that paycheck, ain't coming before four weeks. Might take six, might take up to 12 weeks. But listen, at least you got like an early gift, you know, something that you need. You know, I've always found that God sends you money exactly when you need it. So, if you ain't doing much, go ahead and apply. As long as you're eligible, you never, ever know. This just might lead to something permanent, you know, and you just may have to work for it. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I'm sorry, it's not my fault, not my fault, not my fault Hey, what about the budget cuts? Yep, Mayor Eric Adams has said That uh, he can back off the intended budget cuts for right now Yeah, tax returns and other better management of the migrant crisis You're right Uh, has ended up helping to balance the budget. You know, they've got like a hundred and something billion dollars in aid from the state. So now, as far as they can tell, 
the balance, the budget is balanced. Now there is a $7 billion hole. And, um, you know, Governor Hochul has agreed to throw in some dollars. So maybe that's going to fill a gaping hole. I don't know. But at least for right now, our police are intact. Sanitation is intact. Well, it would have to be intact if you now, <coughs> excuse me, offering to give people jobs. Well, that's probably why you can't expect to pay for uh, at least a month. So, you know, hey, at least they say we're uh, not going to get the police cut. You know, although they're, they ain't doing such a great job, every police officer is not a corrupt one. So we do need them around. We do definitely need them around. What else did Viv talk about? Uh, that 17-month-old who was hospitalized after the police threw a smoke bomb up in the house chasing some offender that they've been looking for. They've been knocking on his door for a while. They were told he was not there. This used to be a place where he lived, and for whatever the reason is, after banging, they decided to throw the bomb up in the room anyhow. And unfortunately, a toddler who was already on a ventilator was injured. And now they're playing who shot John. Mom is saying, well, hey, my child is in the ICU for your smoke bomb. And they're saying it never happened. Well, if you threw a bomb, something happened. You may not have been anticipating that a toddler was in there. But you know what? Maybe while y'all were doing your research, running back and forth, maybe you could have checked for who actually did live there. Because that would have been the same way had it been an elderly person in there. So, you know, come on. Do your due diligence. Do your due diligence and then you don't have to backtrack on what you did. You know, that could have potentially made a mess. So we're going to keep this little toddler in prayer, mom in prayer, because, you know, we don't know even if the little toddler is okay now, any long-term, you know, difficulties he may experience. All right. All right. Well, what a conversation to be had yesterday. We talked about the spiritual ways to cope with failure. Yeah, we all going to fail. The, the, we, the only question is where are we going to fail? What area are we going to fail in? And, you know, we had a list that we, you know, went by. And they really had some good stuff on this list. The first thing they talked about was trusting God to help you bounce back from failure. You know, listen, people bounce back from failure every day, every minute of the day. Now, some are believers, some are not believers. But I got to tell you, I got to tell you, whether you're a believer or not, the only way you're going to bounce back is God. You know, because think about it. In order for me to have become 
a believer. Ah, yeah, go ahead and finish it up. Finish up that sentence. It was God who helped me bounce back as a sinner. Right? Mm, mm, mm. Man, oh man, can God do that thing or not? You know, it just proves that, you know, what, what, what the Bible tells us, that yet when we were sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't think about our status. He didn't think about our state. He didn't even think about whether we were even born yet. Yeah, because when Christ died on the on the cross, none of us that I'm talking to were even alive. So God is amazing. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, just trusting God to help you bounce back is, is crucial because not only trusting him to help you bounce back, but how you bounce back. Because some of the things we do when we get back on a, a, a good path, is that really a bounce back? Mm, I say not. Because how we end up doing the same thing over and over and over again. Man, you know, come on. All you need is a little, just a little bit, just a little bit of uh, logical thinking. Yeah. You know, we can't stick our chest out and, and take credit for anything because if it were not for God there would be no bounce back let's get one more let's get one more let's get one more before we wrap this recap up what about forgiving those who are responsible for whatever you messed up whether it was your loss whether it was your mistake whatever you know Forgiveness is the key to a whole lot of things. And in order to have a bounce back that's going to last, you're going to have to forgive. You're going to have to forgive. You know, again, remember I said a little while ago when I was doing a recap of the police, you know, now they're playing this who shot John, you know, oh, we didn't do that and... You know, had had it not been for this, we wouldn't have done that. That's what I'm talking about. You know, listen, if two of you went to commit the crime or do the deed, why are you blaming Mary or John for what you did? If they told you something and you went and did something or you didn't do something, why are you blaming them? Because at the end of the day, you did the deed. Yes, they may have contributed to your decision, but at the end of the day, that was you. It was you who ended up with the failure. What about the ones who, you know, our parents didn't do well? Yeah. Guess what? I clearly remember reading something in the Word of God that said, that, you know, at one point, whatever the parents did, it cursed the family completely, meaning lineage. Now, we know that generational curses still exist, but here's what happened after a while. The mercy and grace of God, even before Jesus came to this earth, said that, you know what, 
every man for himself. Yep, every man for himself. You know, even though it may fall on you, you have an opportunity to shake this thing. Yep. As long as you give God your life, you can now shake any curse off your life. Now, listen, that's what we're talking about, about forgiving others. You know, even though your parents may not have done what they were supposed to do, even though they may still be a hot mess, what does that have to do with you? And, you know, some people really resent that question. But because I'm looking at the word of God and I believe the word of God that says, listen, every man for himself, whatever your parents did, although it hits you, you don't have to be under that curse. Ain't that wonderful that that can be turned around? All we got to do is say yes to his will and yes to his way. There goes your failure straight out the window, and now you're on to a great and wonderful path because the Lord gives you that opportunity. So, yay, yay, thank you, God. So, listen, just two points. That's all I'm talking about, just two points of learning how to cope with your failure and how to bounce back is amazing is amazing. We don't even have to go through anything more or as much as we went through yesterday. Just those two points should automatically make this Therapeutic Thursday successful because that gave you your therapy for today. I don't have to die in sin because of my forefathers because as long as I take the Lord at his word, as long as I believe that Jesus Christ died for my sins and I want to live for him, oh, my soul will be saved. I can bounce back from failure and anything I do wrong. I have an advocate. Oh, I have an advocate. I ain't got to mess up no more and stay there. I've been given an advocate. That's that Jesus who's sitting right beside God making that petition for you each and every moment of the day. I can say, yes, God. I don't care what my parents did. I can say, yes, God. And he can help me. He can change my life. All I have to do is say, Amen. Yes, Jesus. I'm all yours. And do it. Yeah, I done seen a whole lot of people say it. And that don't mean a thing. But just back that thing up with your lifestyle. Back that thing up with your decision making. Go ahead and get baptized. And you will have the Holy Spirit as your permanent GPS. Yep. So, mm, learning to cope with failure should be new to you right now. All those things that were going through your head and you didn't do and all of that stuff before yesterday morning, that that should be straight out the window now because you've been given some coping mechanisms. Oh, oh, did I just say that? Oh, my goodness. You have been given some coping mechanisms. 
Man, you can't even think of what God will do, can do. You can't even think about what he won't do on your behalf. Think about how you fail and you just a mess afterwards. Well, you ain't got to go through that no more. You ain't got to go through that no more. You know, some people make mistakes. You know, those of us who are believers, and people look at us and say, you know, oh, well, you act like you ain't did nothing. No. No, I didn't. I'm not acting like I didn't do nothing. No. I'm walking in the mercy and grace of God. He woke me up today, and I'm going to move like he did something. Ooh. Man, God is talking this morning. Talk about therapy. This is all free. All you had to do was dial in. Or plug up into the internet and look at what God has for you today because somebody needs this. Because I had no, no, no intention on doing all of this, just giving a little recap. But I tell you, God is just giving it. He's pouring it out to you this morning. So if he's pouring it out to you like this in a recap, what can he do if you gave your life to him and then put yourself under the leadership of a Bible teaching church, Bible teaching leader, Bible teaching, not tradition, not custom, Bible teaching, Bible teaching. So come on. And then, let, let me help you with something. And I know this doesn't sound real good, but once God takes the time to invest in you and give you these little gems, guess what? (laughs) You lost your excuse that you didn't know. Yeah? Because he says before he wraps this world up, every single individual will have been given an opportunity to know about him. Now, here's here's where you need to understand whether if you reject him, that doesn't mean you didn't get an opportunity. That means you rejected him. He says, as long as I've given it to you. And see, here's the problem. See, here's the problem. We don't know what he considers I gave it to you. But Just go to the word of God because he says too much is given, much is required, which means, oh, once you know, I'm expecting you to do. Now, what you do with it is on you. Even if you make light of it, I have expectation. The other verse that says, if you know it's a sin and you sin anyhow, oh, my, it's a sin. You don't get excused. So once You're given all of these gems. Yo, it's on you to make it happen. Now, a lot of people run from that. And I get it. I get it. I get it. You ain't never been responsible. (laughs) You ain't never taken, you've never taken ownership. Why now? Oh, I'm sorry. Because God is trying to save your life. Oh, yeah. He doesn't want you to die. You know, God did not create us for us to die. No. No, 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 no. 
that wasn't his plan. So that's why the other day, I don't know if you were hanging out with us on Tuesday, but there was a song that we played, and, and part of the, one of the lines was, we're born to die. And I resented that coming from a Christian standpoint because there is nothing biblical about that statement. We're not born to die. Are you serious? No. We were born so that we can live eternally. Because if we were born to die, then what would happen in the kingdom? Ain't nobody going to be in the kingdom or two people going to be in the kingdom? That wouldn't even make any sense if we were born to die. Oh, oh, wow, man. At this rate, I can go on and on and on. Absolutely, that got a hit. What would be the point in living? Absolutely, I agree. Thank you. What would be the point in living? That's what I said. It, that made, it makes no sense, and I've heard people say that. You know, we were born to die. I'm like, where did you get that from? Even when I wasn't in the Lord, I didn't think that because it makes no sense. And, you know, this is why you need the Lord. This is why you need Jesus. Because there's just certain things, just logically, forget about God. Forget about the God entity. So you just put that on side for a minute. Just certain things, even in your unbelieving state, your sinful state. Do you have to be that twisted? You believe everything you hear? Don't you put a little logic to anything? Because I'm sorry. That makes no sense to me. That my mother gave birth to me so that I could die. So then why do we strive to do something in this life? Why do we want to be a doctor? Because, listen, if you wake up, one day and say, you know what, I'm going to be a doctor, and I pursue that. And you become a doctor, and now you are changing and saving lives. Does that even equate to the fact that you were born to die? Come on, come on, come on, come on. That doesn't even make no sense. Again, we have to think about why we were born. Why am I here? And and thus, the people that walk around for years trying to figure out what their purpose is. So I guess they realized that they weren't born to die either. That there's got to be some reason why I'm here. So I tell you, you know, mm-mm-mm. God is amazing. And I say that because I give God things every morning when I wake up that he has chosen to deal with Stephanie. He's He's, he's decided to invest in me and, and I have to give my life back to him I owe it to him I owe it to him to Minister to others In order to help Other people realize Why it is That they're here So Boy We sure can go from one Extreme to the next huh <laughs> But that was good. That was good. I felt good saying it. I felt good helping somebody understand something this morning, later on the night, next week, next month, next year, as I always say. You know, somebody's going to come across this that need it. 
other than that, God wouldn't put me here to sing. Well, that's how we spend our Wednesday, y'all. That's why it's wow. Well, today is Therapeutic Thursday. Therapeutic Thursday. Oh, thanking God for waking us up this morning. Thanking God for putting us on this side of the grave. Others didn't make it, but we did. Why? Why did you make it? Why did he decide to, as Shanti says, call your name this morning? Well, I got a bunch of news to talk about. And uh, that's therapy enough because the news that I came across really should help us just give God thanks that we are where we are, who we are, what we are. The safety, because the the stories that we come across every day really, really, really just leaves you kind of twisted, you know, with the way people live, the decisions that people make. So we're going to get this moment started. Let's, 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 let's. Oh, go get that healthy breakfast. Let's go tell somebody that it's due time where Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. If you think dangerous blood clots can't happen to you, think again. Up to 900,000 men, women, and children are affected by blood clots each year. And about 100,000 die from them. Blood clots don't discriminate. You or a loved one could be at risk right now. The good news is blood clots can be prevented. Knowing the risks and symptoms are key. Major risks for blood clots include a family or personal history of blood clots, a recent hospitalization or surgery, pregnancy and cancer and its treatments. Symptoms of a blood clot in the legs or arms can include pain, swelling and skin that is warm to the touch, red or discolored. Symptoms of blood clots in the lungs include difficulty breathing, chest pain that worsens with a deep breath or a cough, coughing up blood and a faster than normal or irregular heartbeat. Speak with a doctor about your risk for blood clots and seek medical attention if you have any symptoms. On average, one person in the United States dies of a blood clot every six minutes. Don't let that be you or someone you know. Stop the clot. Spread the word. Learn more at stoptheclot.org slash spread the word. Good morning and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And it is Therapeutic Thursday. Mm, we almost there, y'all. Almost there. Almost to the end of the week and giving God thanks that we're here. We're here to be blessed just one more day. And how we get our day started is, like, so crucial. 
you know, I can't even imagine what life was like prior to May 11th, 2020, before the due time with Pastor Stuff got started. You know, I, I'd just be turning over at this time, going to bed for the night. Yeah. And uh, although I do that a lot now, <laughs> it's not so bad uh, because I have to turn around and get right back up so that we can spend some time together. So, you know what we do on Thursday. We start off our morning with some health tips. And uh, why should this morning be any different? Ah, so some of us have a possibility of developing thyroid issues more than others, such as, you know, hereditary, you know, if it's in your family's line, um, other illnesses that will spark thyroid issues. And let me tell you something, bad thyroids, Hypo or hyper will throw your body in one and some kind of tizzy. All right? So I haven't looked at these signs yet, but I know my mom from like the 70s had thyroid issues. And I remember some of the stuff that happened over the years, but especially some of the stuff that happened almost close to her passing and we were told that her medicine was kind of out of kilter so i'm wondering if some of those things come up so let, let's let's take a look and maybe you know something about thyroidism and maybe you don't so here's our morning of finding out together all right well one of the signs that you may have a thyroid issue Unexplained changes in body weight. They say that thyroid gland, that's in front of your neck, helps control the body's metabolism. And the metabolism definitely affects your body weight. So people who are experiencing thyroid issues may gain weight, which comes from hypo, H-Y-P-O, thyroidism, or lose weight which is hyperthyroidism. And even if you haven't made a change to like your diet or your exercise regimen, they say hypothyroidism is much more common than hyper. Well, see, that's one that I didn't know because my mother had hyperthyroidism, which says that helps you lose weight, and she sure didn't lose weight from the thyroids. No, because at one point she ballooned, and I believe actually that was from the medicine they give you for thyroid issues. So there you go. If you gain weight, that's hypo, H-Y-P-O, thyroidism. And if you lose weight, that's hyper, H-Y-P-E-R, okay? Now... They say swelling in your neck. They say that swelling or enlargement in the neck indicates something might be wrong with your thyroid. 
They say the swelling in your neck does not always indicate a thyroid problem, but any swelling or enlargement in that area, you need to check it out with your doctor. All right? So don't ignore that. All right? Changes in your heart rate. Wow. They say that excess thyroid hormones cause heartbeat. Your heartbeat to um, be harder and faster. Okay? And they say the change is linked to hyper, H-Y-P-E-R, hyperthyroidism, which also can cause abnormal heart rhythms. Okay? But the reduction in heart rate can also indicate that you have hypothyroidism. So there you have it. There's a connection here. Lose weight, slow heartbeat is hypothyroidism. Gaining weight and a fast heartbeat is hyperthyroidism. Okay? Wow. Wow. All right. So that's a good way of, of remembering things. Okay, here's one that I know to be true, and that is unexplained changes in your energy. That one I do know. They say if you have a noticeable change in your energy level, that might indicate thyroid problems. Hypo, H-Y-P-O, can zap your energy, leaving you feeling tired and sluggish. Well, there you have it. Lose weight, slow heartbeat, and the slowing of your energy, hypo. Boy, this is nice connection. H-Y-P-O, okay? They say people with hypothyroidism, that's H-Y-P-O, they also experience depression, Mm, again, the low mood. Wow, come on, y'all. See how God just gives you the connecting points? Wow. This is why we're fearfully and wonderfully made. Everything is like so connected. All right. Now, hyperthyroidism can contribute to difficulty sleeping, restlessness, irritability, anxiety, and that anxiety of woo, 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 woo. that's the way I always, <laughs> that's the way, you know, when things are moving around fast and it's like you, you know, you're anxious, but, you know, it's like everything is moving at the speed of light, yeah, I've taken some meds, <laughs> and that's why I was like, oh no, this gotta go, that had me like, either I was depressed or anxious, and that was driving me crazy, so... And it wasn't nothing to do with thyroids. But that's why I can, I describe it like that, that, that fast-paced stuff. So that's hyper. So let's do that. Hyper, that's that difficulty, difficulty sleeping, restlessness, irritability, anxiety, fast heartbeat, and gaining weight. Hyper, H-Y-P-E-R. Okay. Hair loss. Wow. They say hypo and hypo, hypo and hyperthyroidism often produces opposite effects. Oh, and they gave the description that I just gave. But they say each condition can cause people to lose your hair. So it doesn't matter whether you have hypo or the hyper, 
it can contribute to you losing your hair and having um, uh, scalp um, problems, okay? Mm. So there you have it. If you want to know if you have a thyroid issue, especially if it runs in your family, you need to watch out for that. Unexplained changes in your body weight, swelling in your neck, changes in your heart rate, unexplained changes in your energy level and hair loss, okay? All right. We got one more thing I I do want to share with you, and... We're going to, we're talking about therapy, talking about your health today, anything that has anything to do with our health. And I came across something last night, and I was like, wow, I think I need to give them this information. Well, first of all, they have a ton of stuff. They're saying up to 40 items in New York alone have been found in your food. So just go pull up, pull that up, because it's way too long to read. We, I'd have to start on Monday and work our way through Friday. But I did want to uh, talk about something here before we finish off with our, uh, with our, uh, wait, health tip here today. Hmm. All right. Now, they have a list of items. Now, for those of us who like fast food, the employees are giving it up, all right? So I always say, if you want to know, go to the source. Well, those who work in the fast food industry can tell you how to get it done and what to do and what not to do. So they say that new exciting menu item, they say that mm-hmm, those items are the same ingredients you've been eating over time, just flipped around and given a new name, so don't overpay for it. Just eat what you've been eating, in other words. All right? They say that the um, fish sandwich, they say those sandwiches mm, are not always fresh. The fish is not always fresh. Now, that's interesting because most times it tastes fresh. You you really bite into a fish sandwich that don't, that does not taste fresh. But they say it's not always fresh. Well, I got something to smash some of the things we've been doing. You know, we go to the window or the counter of McDonald's and we say, Can I have fresh fries, please? They say, don't even bother. Don't even bother. They say, especially if you don't want to wait long, and they say, sometimes they're the same fries whether you request the new fries or not. Now, sometimes, you know, I guess you would be able to tell, and other times you wouldn't be able to tell, but know that your fresh fries that you request may not always be fresh, okay? They're saying, ask for fresh chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. They say it's worth asking for. Okay. Woo-wee. Wendy's chili. 
Now that I tell y'all, I'm 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 real funny about eating stuff that has like ground meat in it, unless I'm cooking it. Cause I just always have in my brain, I don't know what they're giving me, but I have eaten the chili, <laughs> and it, it's actually very good in my opinion. I don't eat it because in the, a lot of times when I go to order it, my brain says, okay, stuff you don't know what they, they're giving you. So they say in Wendy's, the employees are speaking, remember, they're saying that most times your chili meat <laughs> in the chili are the patties that they haven't used that they can no longer sell in a burger form, but they chop them up, they boil it, chop it up, and dump it in the chili. Oh, Lord. Okay. They say, watch out for the garnishes. And we've heard that before. We've done that. I remember saying that before on another list. They're saying that, you know, the... uh it's not always fresh. Okay. Now, one, well, not one, but a former, some former McDonald's employees said, do not order the biggest container of fries because uh, you'll end up feeling disgusted. Now, I don't know what that means. They did not uh, elaborate, but that's what they said. Panera Bread, their employees have said that the pasta is microwaved. So if you're looking for some fresh um, mac and cheese, it ain't that. Okay? So don't look for it. Oh, this is a disturbing one. They say the tuna salad. Now, in this one particular restaurant... Where they worked, they say the restaurant only makes tuna once a week. So if you go up in there ordering tuna, you don't know when that was made. It might be on the seventh day. (laughs) Oh, Lord, that's why you need to eat at home. So you need to eat at home. They say avoid the secret menu. They say that mm, it's not good. Mm. They say try to have an idea of what you want prior to it being your turn to order, so you could think about that secret menu. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. They say certain chicken sandwiches. Ah, they say you might want to avoid the grilled chicken sandwich. They say it's a good chance it's been sitting there for a while. And they say don't order big before closing time. Mm. Because you'll probably get, you know, the last bit of things and mm, you'll probably wait a little longer if they've you know, if they got to make something fresh, okay? So I definitely wanted to share that with you this morning. You know, we always got the best tidbits here on, excuse me, It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. 
So let's get into some of our news. Hmm. Let's see what we're going to talk about first. So, I got some good stuff today, y'all. So it's like really trying to... Here's something that I found very interesting. Hold on a second. Just give me a quick moment. Let me make sure I can pull it up properly. And this... I want to make sure I give you some good stuff and correct good stuff. All right? Okay, let's see what we got here. Mm. We're talking about some interesting um, problems. And, you know, we just got finished talking about on Monday, um, Martin Luther King Day, of how, you know, we've been discriminated against and, you know, how, you know, we, the black people, have, you know, suffered the discrimination. Well, the Asian people are now hollering discrimination. They claim that the New York STEM program discriminates against their kids in favor of black and Hispanics. Mm, okay. So... The STEM program is a state-funded program that focuses on science, technology, and technology entry program. And they designed this program years ago. In 1985, they passed this law in legislation that was focused on boosting interest in science and technology as well as healthcare. But they wanted to focus on getting minorities and low-income individuals in science, technology, and healthcare because they found that they were the ones who just were not represented in those areas. So they came up with this plan, and they created this thing called STEP, if you will, and they put money into 56 colleges, universities, and medical schools throughout New York State. Well, you have to qualify for this particular program. And what they, what they ended up finding out was, okay, so you had to be um, 7th to 12th grade, 11,000 children they were taking in this program and you had to one is where they got into this big issue so blacks and hispanics as well as native americans they can apply regardless of their financial status they can, as long as they're interested, they can just apply. However, when it comes to the Asians and I guess other um, minor, um, other nationalities, they can only apply if they meet certain low-income criteria. And now, an Asian mama 
<laughs> and I'm going to put it just like that. She stumbled across this information, and she's pissed. And she's now, they she's gathered up some people, and now it is sitting in the New York Federal Court. Yeah. Because they're like, listen, um, now I don't know if they knew the history. And that's probably why the the blacks, the Hispanics, as well as the Native Americans, because, you know, they, they have the Native Americans on the list of they are worse off than black people. Yes, I don't know how many of you have heard that, but they're like, yo, you think we got a bad uh, 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 treatment? <laughs> Their treatment has been, like, horrendous times, like 2.0. So... They are on the list, you know, back then. You know, Native American people, you have not seen, and we have to admit, that we have not seen them represented here in, in, in period, period. I don't know where they've been existing, because you hardly ever see any of those. If they are, they look different. They don't look Native American. And I hope you all understand what I'm saying, you know. But you, could, when we went to school, because they're talking about 85, when we went to school, you ain't see a whole bunch of them. No, 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 you didn't. So they're saying that, you know, well, this is why we created the program, because you had Asians, and it's true, Asians have always represented science, technology, and healthcare. So that's why the program was not um, designed to include them, because that's all you were seeing there, and white people. But if we did this to, and listen, they've been funding 56 colleges, universities, and medical schools. So clearly, they saw something that was off. Now, I'm going to talk to the due time crew and talk about how they feel about, you know, this, this, um, and I'm not saying that they should be discriminated against or they shouldn't or if it looks like it or not. I'm, I'll speak after they do. But I'm telling you, this is their claim, and they are hot. They are hot. They are hot. They are hot. And might be because they've been coming up, if you will, you know, now because of their treatment that they've been receiving. Maybe that's why everything is coming through with a microscope now or magnifying glass because they're like, yo, let's look into some other areas where we have, you may have been discriminated against all along, but we just ain't been paying attention. So I thought that was really, really interesting, especially being that we just came off of this whole, um, you know, uh, what you call them, this whole discrimination thing. Ah. <sighs> All right. Speaking of discrimination, because this kind of caught my eye as well, and, and maybe you'll understand why I say this in a minute. So there was this guy on a train. They said just a smoking. Now, we all know that you ain't got no business smoking on no train. You smoke outside, but you can't smoke in the train station. So they said this Queens man was smoking in the subway. And the cops pulled him over. Lo and behold, they find that he is wanted for a 2020 deadly stabbing. And 
bingo. Yeah, they killed two birds with one stone. Yep. So they stop him for smoking and find out that you're on the New York's most wanted list, if you will. So he is hmm, Louis Hernandez, 36 years old, of Mazpeth, Queens. Now, here's why I say, speaker of um, discrimination, and I'm not saying they're discriminating, but it came to my mind. You know, remember they were they were doing the this, this stop checkpoints. You know, they they had this stop and frisk. That's what they called the stop and frisk, and they were finding people in the stop and frisk. You know, they arbitrarily stopped, and we know who it was. They were stopping and frisking. Um. And they were finding that um, they were picking up more than, you know, they were bargaining for. And here they did the same thing. Now, the little difference is they stopped him for smoking. And they ended up, you know, with the jackpot. But I thought about the fact that, you know, the stop and frisk secretly still exists. You know, and, you know, I'm sure they would have probably stopped somebody who wasn't Hispanic. But it made me think of that. And I wanted to talk about, do you think that kind of still exists? We don't hear about it as much because they kind of supposedly did away with it. But, you know, do do you think it still kind of exists? I don't know. I'm gonna ask you. I'm. I ain't giving what I whether I feel it or not. I just want to ask you what you think. And when I saw it, I saw it after this um, Asian uh, claim and, and complaint. So, mm. all right. Here's something else that I want to get your opinion on. All right. And I'm gonna hold my opinion. I'm just gonna give you some of my thoughts. So. Here's the deal. You have this huge migrant issue, right? So earlier this week we spoke about some people who have been complaining that they have migrants knocking on their door. And they have another whole set of people, again, who are complaining that all day, all night, the migrants are knocking on their door, begging, and panhandling. And they're saying it's a big nuisance, they don't want it, so forth and so on. Well, now they have started to impose a curfew. So the curfew says that if you're in a shelter, you have to be in by 11, and you cannot leave until 6 a.m., And you can get, like, a pass on that if, like, you go to school or work. Now, I don't know what school or whatever you're going to be in if you ain't even registered to be here. But that's just Stephanie wondering. So they're saying the exceptions can be made in advance for work school, legal, or medical appointments. But if you break the curfew, 
three times within 30 days, you can be kicked out. Is this an answer to the migrant problem of panhandling and knocking on doors? I am dying to hear what you have to say. So let me not wait any longer because there's something else I want to talk about, um, pick your brains about today. <sighs> Let's talk to our girl, Tamika. Good morning, Tamika. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you this morning? I am doing well, my dear. I'm doing well, thank you. How are you doing over there? I am doing well. I had a little issue this morning with the heat, but thank the Lord it's back on. (laughs) Amen, because nobody wants to be cold. We've been running heat, and it's cold. So uh, God help those who have no heat. So thank you, Jesus, that you are in the comfort of heat this morning. All right, girl. We got these Asian parents who are now in the New York federal court because they are saying that their children have been discriminated against applying, applying for the STEM summer program. And they have given the favorable ability to blacks, Hispanics, and black and Hispanics can automatically apply regardless. There's no, there's nothing they have to do. Just get the app and fill it out. For Asian students, they have to qualify first by showing that they are in the low-income family, if you will. And what do you think about that? Do you think they have a bona fide um, argument and they are being discriminated against? Boy, we can't have anything. (laughs) I just get, you know, especially (laughs) when you're talking about the history of that whole thing. The history says, you know, that we have, we all know, (laughs) anyone who has lived that life knows that, there are discriminations, and so there is history to help us, you know, to, to help us be able to advance in some degree. If you want to kick it the first, I promise you there's all for everything that we try, you know, even something as simple as saying, you know, Black Lives Matter, that caused me, no, all lives matter, you know, just there's nothing that we can do or say, you know, that will assist us you know, that causes a problem. I remember as far back as, you remember when we used to wear the kenny cloth, which, you know, at that time it was a statement just saying that I'm proud of myself, you know, and then there was an issue with the cloth. And there's there's just so many things that we can't, I don't honestly feel that they're being discriminated against. You know, if you've got the finances, I don't care what race you are. You know, you should be able to do it. You know, now it's like, well, you know, everybody wants a pass. They get a pass, so I should get a pass. And, you know, I honestly don't think that that's fair. If you've got the resources, then do what needs to be done and just pay it, you know, and not, not cause that much, you know, issues. And I think about it in reverse. There are a lot of things that we don't get access on the Asian line, simply because we're not Asian. You don't see us flailing off and trying to kick at the brakes. But now that the tables are turned, now you have something to say. Oh, 
righty, all righty. I can't wait to hear what your fellow crew members, whether they agree with you or not, have to say. All right, so we talk about the cops striking the jackpot when they stopped this guy from smoking in the subway system, only to find out that he is wanted for a 2020 murder by stabbing. And I, I, I thought about the stop and frisk, and I, I believe it's still low-key existing. Do you think it's, it's existing low-key or, or otherwise? Uh, I don't honestly believe that it's low-key. You know, I've seen instances, especially riding a subway, where, you know, you see somebody and, you know, all of a sudden, you know, what's in your pocket? Wait a minute. I have a right to have what's in my pocket, what's in my pocket. I don't have to tell you what's in my pocket. You know, and those types of things, those issues trans. Oh, we lost our lady Tamika. Let's go to our Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor Steph. How are you? <laughs> are you low-key telling me you shivering over there? I am freezing. <laughs> wow. What, what, are, what are the, um, what are the, um, what's the weather? 13. One Wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I can't even imagine 13 in Alabama. Wow, 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 wow. Oh, my goodness. Nine years Wow, wow, wow. Mm, mm, mm. Well, Pastor KL, maybe talking with the due time crew might help to warm you up a little bit. So, we're going to talk about them Asian parents who are now raising all kinds of smoke because they feel that their children are being discriminated against in applying in applying for this STEM program. What do you think? I, I don't think so. I mean, it, it's been so long ago that I've been in, in, in high school, but I applied for, I, I can't remember whether it's Bronx of Science or Bronx of Brooklyn. One, one of, I mean, Brooklyn of Science. Bronx High of those, School of Science? Right, yes, yes, Bronx High School of Science. And I went in there, and I tell you, after the first three questions, I left. I can't <laughs> hang out with the Chinese folks. <laughs> I mean, we, can't we, we need an edge. We need to ask yourself. <laughs> so I, after the three questions, I had seven pieces of paper because I, I called myself writing it out. No, I got it for left. You wasn't going to embarrass me. I, I just left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So you don't feel that they're being discriminated against? Not, not at all. They already got an edge. They, 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 in a lot of cases, and I hate to say, they smart enough. So they already got an edge. They automatically in. Come on now. <laughs> they know equipment. When, when that scientific um, cal- um, calculator came out, none of us knew how to use that. None of us knew how to use a scientific calculator. But they oh, knew how to use goodness. it. Oh, <laughs> Made it goodness. to pass. Oh my! 
talk about the idiot. So, I mean, if you kill somebody, or if I kill somebody, let's say it's me, Pastor K.L. killed somebody, I'd be squeaky clean. I wouldn't be, be having no reason to have anybody look at me. Okay. You know you left on the okay. train. You got warrants for body counts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you just bold enough to just yes. smoke on the train? No, yes. he... he he needed to be stopped and went to yep. jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. I feel warm now. I told you. I told you what I do start talking about some of these stupid people. And you will warm up instantaneously. Because that's what I thought. I'm like, you idiot. Everybody knows you're not supposed to smoke in a train station. And if you got some kind of offense, even if you didn't think they were looking for you, I'd be, if I saw a cop coming, I'd walk the other way. I mean, it's just so stupid. They are stupid. But do you think that the stop and frisk still exists? Oh, definitely. I mean, definitely down here in um, in Alabama, you know, the, 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 the racism capital of the world. You know, definitely down here. They'll, they'll pull you over for no reason. And then and then bust your taillight and say, you know, you got a broken taillight, right? Meanwhile, all the pieces is on the ground. So did it just wow. break? Was, was it falling wow. apart as I was driving? You know, so yes. It happened. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, all righty. And I got one more story. All right, so the migrants, I'm coming back to you, Tamika. I got you, I got you. Um, the migrants who now have a curfew from 11 to 6, unless they arrange in advance for work, school, legal, or medical appointments. And if you have that infraction three times in 30 days, within 30 days, you get kicked out. Now, this is to stop their panhandling and knocking on people's door and all kinds of things. What do you think about that? Well, let me say this. I don't want the Jehovah Witness knocking at my door. And they talking about the Lord. <laughs> I, I definitely don't want you knocking at my door. There has to be some kind of restriction. You know, you already, you already over here privileged, privileged to some of our things. But but now you you just taking it a bit further. You knew when you came here you didn't have no money. You know, now you want to disturb my people? No, 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 no. Go home with the club. Mm, mm. And it's 11. 11. I'm trying to figure mm. out what... You ain't got no... You have nothing. Where are you till 11? Okay, right. But let me, let, me, let me not go any further. Thank you, Pastor KL, for joining us. We're coming back with another conversation. 
We're going to see what Lady Tamika's talking about in these uh, particular instances. Where is she? Where is she? Where is she? All right, Lady Tamika. We jumping in on the curfew one. We're going to start. We're going to go there with the curfew. 11 to 6, you have to be inside. What's your thought? You think you're picking on the migrants? <laughs> I don't think you're picking on anyone, you know, um, honestly, because I'll just be honest, you know, at 11.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, I have the ring on my doorbell. So when you cross my threshold and you have to open my gate in order for it to go off, I know you're in my yard and my recycling is there. So at 2 o'clock in the morning, who's looking for recycling? You know, who's trying to... Like, I don't need you knocking on my I don't need you knocking on my door at 8 a.m., much less 9 p.m., 8 p.m. So then my thing is, so then now there's a curfew after 11, so you still get free reign during the day. You know, like, it's only going to stop you for a period of time, but if that's what you want to do, the sad part about it is that's what you want to do. And then I thought about it. You know, there are ways to get around things. You know, if there's a back door, you, you tell your friend, listen, at such and such, open up that back door. And, I'll, you know, people find ways to do what they want to do. And it's sad, you know. And as we progress and as, as we live this life, there's always somebody trying to get over on the system. Mm, all righty, all righty, all righty. Okie dokie. Let's talk to Shantice and see what she has to say about all of this stuff here. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning, Shantice. All righty. You're knocking on somebody's door. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to weigh in on this. Here we are. You have the Asian parents. In my opinion, here's, here's the problem. Why <laughs> the application process is is being hindered. I think that's where they messed up when you have now made it um, uh, uh, where you have, you can't even apply um, if you, or in order to apply, rather, you have to have low income. I think that's where they messed up. I don't think that um, you really have a good argument now. And I get it. I get when, you know, because we all know, like Pastor KL said, all three of us are in that age group where, you know, back in the day, science and in 85, they were talking about science and technology and healthcare. You know, we were not in, we were not represented. So, you know, yes, it was wonderful that they designed something back then. But as time went on, you know, sometimes you got to rethink how you do things and the application process, um, you mandating that you have to be low income is to me where it gets real sticky. Um, my thing is I would sooner see an aptitude test. Now you could fail on purpose, but we all know that the Asians ain't, ain't stupid. Like Pascal said, they ain't, they, when it comes to science, technology and healthcare, cause healthcare ain't nothing but science. You know, and math. So we know that, you know, they outrank us. They always have. But it, it has to be some other way. And I, I think I'm interested in finding out how they're going to level the playing field. 
I'm I'm really interested. Um, We all know that the Native Americans, the Hispanics, and the blacks have always, you know, had it a little more difficult. They did not teach us in school what they're teaching out in, you know, the Asian continent. So, you know, we're not going to have a lot of those, you know, um, interests and things like that. And it's not as easy for us to get in, you know, to those um, areas, even now, even now. But, you know... It is what it is, and I think they need to figure out another way, you know, to, you know, make the application process even. Because they're not going to get out of it now. Now that that that, that mom and they open up that door, they're in trouble. They're going to have to, they're going to have to do something now. So I'm interested in how they're going to level the playing field, and everybody can now apply the same way, and it's going to be fair. So. All right. Um, absolutely, I do believe that the stop and frisk has never stopped. It's just, you know, done in different ways. How do we end up with all of these, you know, males being dead? Most of them have been stopped or approached for absolutely no reason. And, you know, I, the first thing I thought about was, you really smoking, you really smoking. You really, so that's like saying, as my mother would say, her I am, that's like, like flagging yourself and saying, you know, hey, um, I'm I'm doing what I do, and I, you can't do nothing about it. So, mm. oh, this this curfew thing, y'all. I'm 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 I'm. Here's here's what my question is: When you have a normal um cur- uh, uh what do you call that place shelter, whether regardless of why you're in there, forget about this migrant thing. Forget about the migrant thing. Even when you um. If you're a migrant, whether you're not, I'm sorry, whether you're not a migrant or whether you're a migrant or not, oh, my goodness, I'm so tongue-tied, you, there are, there's a curfew in the shelter system. If you don't check in by X, Y, and Z time, you lose your bed. So I'm I'm lost as to how, and maybe, Pascal, you can help me with this conversation, I'm lost as to how this was not automatic. You have brought these people here. They have no jobs. They cannot go to school. They have nothing. They have absolutely nothing. Why wouldn't there be an automatic curfew, period? What do you think they're going to do when they're out here? Now, prior to this, there was no curfew at all. What are they supposed to be doing all hours of the night? Do you have a, a, a thought on this here? Because that's where my head went. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they came with no guidelines. They would just come. Right. And then then I think what the problem was is that we, as America, the United States, we just saw the dollars. So we didn't, we didn't think about, you know, the, the repercussions or the aftermath. We just saw, you know, it was a two-drink minimum, and you have to pay. Otherwise, you have to go. So they paid their two drinks. What they did as they sat there, you know, they didn't care about. So, I mean, we came with, 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 with no order, with no agenda. I, I couldn't believe today when I read this morning, because I got this this morning, I couldn't believe this morning when I saw that they were now imposing a curfew. 11 o'clock, and like I said a little while ago, what you going to be doing? I It's freezing out here. They don't know anything about this kind of weather. 
It's freezing out here. And what you going to be doing, you can't sit up in a restaurant. You're not going to ride the trains all night. You're not going to be walking the street or sitting up in the park because the park closes at dusk or dawn. Well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, dusk. I was like, dusk. So what are you going to be doing up until even 11 o'clock? And you say, so here's what I want, I, want to, I want you to tell me about this one, Pastor K.L. If you give an advance notice for work, school, legal, or medical appointments, you can get around this 11 to 6. Does that make sense? That, that doesn't make sense at all. First of all, let me tell you something. I, I've lived here all my life, and I don't know what dusk is. I don't know what time dusk is. So these folks <laughs> definitely don't know what dusk is. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I have no clue. My mama said, when the stoplight goes out, be in the house. I guess that was dusk. You know, but but who you gonna, who you going to get this letter to? The people at the shelter? Then I got to stay out until 11. I mean, who's giving you permission? Who, who's giving you the pass? First of all, the shift changes. So if you give it to the day shift, the night shift, don't know nothing about it. Right. Right. Uh, um, uh, still, and, 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 for the record, only four or five of the shelters has this um, curfew been imposed on. So the other shelters, this is the start, this is the beginning of the curfew plan. They're only doing four to five um, um, shelters. The rest of them, they can come and go as they wish. Who so, runs so the then place my question like is, is, is what happens to us who are in the shelter? Do we still get the same privilege? Well, because we don't want to, we don't want to stay in this shelter. We want to, we want to now, find a night job, perhaps. Right, <laughs> right. So here's how they've, how they've separated. So the migrants that are staying in the regular shelters, they have to go by those rules. This particular curfew is being given to the migrant shelters, and they have several of them that they've listed. They have one in Queens. They have one. Um, out here at JFK, um, they have they have like I said four or five that they have. You know what? Just listening to that, that that to me that that's a bunch of BS because you've got a million Americans that's homeless, but we all dedicate shelters for these immigrants. Yep, that's crazy. So they yep. got four and five, and yet we still have you know, the number two line. And then if you get me caught, yep. if you get me, if I get caught laying on the number two line or in the train, then I'm in trouble. But yeah. I have no place to go. Yep, yep, and yep, yep, yep. Boxes have And holes. remember now, Murder no, 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 no. I'm, I'm <laughs> but making, there's no I'm place for the son of man. Nope, I'm going to make you even madder, even more mad. That's four or five of the sh- migrant shelters. Remember now, there's several migrant shelters. Only four or five of them are under this this rule. We wow. ain't talking about the four or five. We're talking about only four and five of the ten, fifteen, or whatever 
migrant shelters. I didn't even know there was one out here in at JFK. I had no idea that there was there was one out here at JFK. They have turned um, some old building in uh, I think it's Long Island Astoria. They've turned one in Astoria. I'm trying to think of. Um, trying to look here they have one in harlem they've got this old health fitness this judo center in astoria they've turned into a migrant shelter so they've imposed that there the the curfew they've got one at uh lincoln manhattan they've imposed it there and they've imposed the one in they have the collective paper factory. It's a huge, huge, um, and I know this warehouse, on 37th Avenue here in Long Island City. They've turned that into a migrant shelter, and they've put that, they've impo- imposed that curfew law on that site as well. But as the other, they said they have 73 thousand other people in the local shelters and hotels outside of those four or five. So you got 70,000 people, let's say, erase 10,000 for kids. So you got 60,000 people, Pastor Kale, that can walk these streets 24 hours a day and still have a place to live. But the ones who are in the regular shelter, if you've got a job, if you go to school or whatever, you've got to be in by the curfew times. And I think it's like 8 or 10. Some have 8 p.m., some have 10 p.m. I can't even imagine you not having a curfew for these people. I cannot imagine that not coming automatically with the rules. Right. Because they have to have right. some kind of rules in there. I cannot imagine them not saying, okay, and to stay here, you need to be in by X, Y, and Z time. And you cannot leave before X, Y, and Z. Those are just the rules. You like it, you like it, you don't, you don't. Find outside if you don't like it. I cannot imagine this even not being automatically included. What do you think these people are going to be doing walking around in the street? What God, what's going to happen in the summertime, Pastor K.L.? What's going to happen yeah, in summer? It's going to be mayhem. It's going to be totally mayhem. I mean, that shelter is a revolving door. You can go in your mama house after a yep. certain time. Okay, okay. So mama yes. But I can come in here. Listen, this is motivation for me to leave mama house. He said, I can go to shelter. I can do what I want to do. <laughs> I bet it's guaranteed. <laughs> you ain't a migrant, so you just not might not be eligible. So I don't, I don't advise you to leave Mama House just yet. You better check the criteria I, on entering the if, migrant if use, shelter. If I use my accent, well, if I use my accent, well, you know I'm from the Virgin Islands now. And if they gotta know I'm not. From the- <laughs> so, you know, I can oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! All right, I got I, I got a. I'm gonna pick your brain, and Shantice is available for us now. So we've got what's his name? Trump opening all kinds of doors for his. 
presidential run for 24. And he's been allowed and he's been winning in some areas. <laughs> and in some areas, they have shut him down. They was like, nope, sorry, you can't, you can't run here. And I didn't even realize you could actually do that. But, yep, they can, and they have in, in certain areas. So my question to you is, first of all, what do you think about him running for presidential uh, elect in 2024? You're talking to me or Shanti? I'm talking to you. We all need to go back to the motherland. <laughs> we need to get a ticket and, and get our passports and go back because it's going to be male suicide. It's going to be suicide. It, you know, at, at one point, you know, racism was minimal until Trump got here. And now everybody, they, they no longer wear the shoes. They no longer, they no, no longer meet at the night, in, in the night. But everything now is blatant. So, so with this, and if he gets reelected, it's going to be even more hype because it's going to prove that he is the white messiah. So yeah, we're we're in trouble. We're really in trouble. If they don't, if, if we don't go out to the to the polls and vote, man, we in trouble, 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 trouble. If, if, listen, my thing is, if we don't vote, we elected him in. Right. For those of us who don't vote, we've already given him a pass. Mm-hmm. We voted for him. And it's true. It's very, very true. And, you know, uh, Brother Ainsley talked about it on Monday, and I agree. You know, we have become very disappointed and disheartened over, you know, the people who we have elected and what they ended up doing, um, the, the, the promises that they have not come through on, the promises that they have flaked on. However, this is just really not a moment where we take the stance of, I'm, I'm just not voting anymore because, like you said, no voice says anything, leaves the gate open completely. Because let me tell you something, for those who are um, Trump supporters, oh, they are voting. King, they not saying, oh, he's got an automatic in. You better believe they are going to flood. And we already see the evidence, Pastor KL, because you now have him winning already in certain areas. So it's showing you that people are voting. It shows you that people are voting. Let's ask Shantice what's going on in her brain for Trump being a uh, runner in the 24 election. Good morning, Shantis. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Oh, Good morning. So what do you think about Trump running for 2024's election? I'm curious as to how he even allowed to run after what he impeached. Mm. Or <sighs> like even his own, even the people who voted him in didn't even want him in anymore. So how is it that you have the opportunity to run now. I didn't know that was a thing either, where you could run in certain what, states or whatever, I guess, in other states. <laughs> they would tell you no or whoever told him no. But my my thing is, even when it came to your own people wanted you out, how is it that you're able to run again with all of the stuff that was still being revealed about you after 
you weren't in office anymore. How are you able to now run again? It's just like, okay, so now you've been exposed as the enemy, but we're still going to give the enemy an opportunity to have the power and the control again. Like, how does this work? Mm. You know, that that comes across my mind when I thought about y'all are, y'all are hailing him as the king of conspirators in this whole insurrection. So if that's really your claim and he and and, 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 and what's his name? Giuliani can go to, to to has to pay all kind of fines and he's uh, 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 in trouble for just being your attorney, how is it that they've allowed you to even right. put your hat in the ring? There aren't they, there, there's no qualifications or restrictions. or I'm like, well, what is this? Anybody can run? I mean, as long as you got the money, and that's what they're showing. They're showing there's no limitations. They're, you can do whatever you want to do. So what? They, they let uh, uh, Biden run when he was elderly, and um, you wouldn't let anybody else run. I'm sure if if, if a black, Hispanic, or anybody oh, else would try that, and they've already been outed as a criminal in any shape, mm-hmm. form, or fashion, he would not be on nobody's ballot at all. He couldn't even throw his hat in the ring. So I've been wondering myself, how have we even gotten to this point of even being able to even run? Well, here's why I ask, because there is talk of, you know what, before I even go there, if you had your way, Pastor KL, who would you like to see run? Um, I, I, I'd like to see Obama come back if I had my way. But you know what? Okay. Obama is, is a very intelligent black man. He said, I ain't going to do this again. <laughs> he said, I, and I almost died for eight years out of stress. I, you know, Obama in, in, in his right mind says, I know I can do it. But who wants this? Some things are just not 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 worth the pressure. It's just not worth it. You know, a, a lot of folks want children because they want children. Oh, I know I could be a good parent, but when that little child keeps saying, "Why? Why we got to do this? Can I have this? Can I? Have this? Is it really worth the childbirth? You know what I mean?" <laughs> Well, I have to agree with you. We watched that man's head go from a nice brown to a complete white (laughs) in his eight years. You know, he looked like he had aged about 12 years, uh, although he only spent eight years in the White House. And he... yeah, he 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 didn't went through. He didn't went through. He didn't went through. Shanti, if you had your way, who would you see in the White House? I've been saying for a while. I wish that Michelle Obama would run because of how she showed how she was such a great support system and how she was able to like unlike a lot of these other first ladies. 
um, and maybe not all, but most of them, there was no real authenticity to what they were doing. Um, or even if they stayed really silent, you know, but she, you could tell like she genuinely wanted to make some type of mark as a woman, as a black woman, um, to not only support her husband, but to also show her daughters, you know, like this is how you support, this is how you, you know, speak up for other, you know, other black women who may not get this opportunity, you know, who may not have this platform. And that came to mind also, like, but, you know, is it is it still going to be a strain on her husband? Because he may not be the one in the forefront, but because you you can tell, like, he doesn't seem like the type that, like, okay, listen, she chose to do this. I ain't got nothing to do with this. Let her do all that. I told her I ain't want to run again, or I told her I think she should run. So if she gets elected, all this is on her. You know, it would still be a family effort, so it would still, you know, fall on him. But I think she would be a really, really, really good president. But, again, because everyone, you know, doesn't appreciate, you sooner appreciate a Trump than someone who is really trying to work on behalf of the people. It does become a real strain. He wasn't stressed. I wonder why. Wickedness is never (laughs) stressed. (laughs) <laughs> All right. Can well, I, I, have can a I comment on, 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 on the Michelle? Can I comment on that Michelle thing? Sure. I I I I think that that would be a good idea, but I, I I tell you one thing. As I tell my um, as I tell my assistant managers that that work for me and work for my company, it 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 looks easier in the second chair. It looks a lot, mm-hmm. you know. So so we 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 would think that yeah, you know. He, She's been there and, and she she's worked all over them, but in the second chair it's totally different than that first chair. And sometimes we push people out of the second chair to the first chair and they think they're ready, but but they're really really not. And we do more damage by doing that. Okay, okay. Well, that kind of t- sends me into my next question to you um, both. What about Kamala? Kamala, however you I've heard it pronounced several ways. What about her, Pastor Kale? Um, to be honest with you, I don't I don't know too much about her, so I I'd be out of line to even to even speak of it. Okay. Shantice. Yeah, I was gonna say the same. I have it and that kind of um goes back to what I was saying about Michelle Obama, you know, coming out the gate, you didn't see too much of her. Um, And I don't really follow the politics like that, but every so often I'll see, and I think there was something on social media about her recently. I can't remember exactly what, but she was in some, a hell lot about her regarding something. I can't remember what it was, but I don't really hear too much about her doing anything. Um, not to say that she's not, but especially as you know, is she the first black vice president? She is, right? Yeah. Women first black woman president. Yeah. Yep. So in my in my opinion, with you making that, with you being able to make that kind of mark, you should be all kinds of out there. That's just my you know my thought. You should be all kinds of out there if you had to make sure you was the first black vice woman vice president who handed milk out 
in front of the school. Something we need to be doing. Something that has to be said, Mark, because that is a huge accomplishment. That's not something that can just randomly happen at any moment, regardless of who the president is or not. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, you being in the second chair is really underestimated, you know, especially if you figure, oh, okay, well, you know, that whoever's the head got this or let it fall, number whatever. I'm not saying this is her mentality, but... I'm just thinking, with you being able to have your name attached to that type of title, the first black something, the first woman something, and you're a black woman, like, why aren't you out there just a little more? So I don't, I don't know about her being president. Well, I happen to agree. I happen to agree 100%. My my thought is the same thing. The reason why Michelle Obama stuck out stuck out so much as the first lady is because she went into areas and made a change. You constantly mm-hmm. heard her name. You constantly saw what she was doing. She was the one who changed the lunch program here in the nation where they had to serve certain things and they could no longer serve certain things. She worked on some fitness um, things for the children in the school. She made sure that people knew who she was. She knew. She made sure that people knew that she was here to make a change. You were not just going to hear about her husband. First ladies have a responsibility to do things, and she was going to be one who was going to make a difference. That's the problem I'm having with this Kamala Kamala Harris. My thing is, yo, it's like you were the first one to, to, to make this mark, and we don't hear mm-hmm. nothing, nothing about you. All the stuff that I've heard has not been on the positive side. Now, some may, mm-hmm. see, some may be able to say, you know, she's done this, she's done that, you know, she's this here, she, but here's my thing. I'm in the news every day. I'm in this news every day, and I have yet to really see her um, her name with the migrant issue. I have yet to hear her her name with anything that affects the minorities, anything that affects the children. I think for Michelle Obama to have started some things, and Melania Trump did nothing. I mean, nothing. She did nothing. She took a couple of trips and that was it. She did nothing in the four years Trump was there. Um, You were able to come back now strong because now you're able to fill a, a, a hole that had not been touched since Michelle. And to me, you failed big time. You know, some people say, oh, you know, it looks easy from the outside to be the vice president and you should be able to do this. No, I'm sorry. You've got some room. And like I said, I think if Michelle Obama was able to do this as the first lady, why couldn't we hear more from you as the vice president? So when they ship Mm -hmm. Biden out and they ship her out, go ahead, buy good riddance. I don't see what you did. And you were a big disappointment and that's one of the reasons why he won because of her in that chair and she I believe she's failed miserably well here's why I ask all of this is because they say don't be shocked if Mrs. Obama slides into the 24 race Mm -hmm. and they're saying that there have there have been talks about her being um, on that ticket, 
and I wanted to read to you some of the comments and get your response because I thought the responses were real, real interesting. One person says, I'm an American woman, and I don't know any other woman who would vote for Michelle Obama. Shantice, what you think about that one? That must be a white American woman. What are you talking about? What are you, what are you talking about you don't know any other... They said she says she, don't know, she doesn't know any other woman who will vote for Michelle Obama? She says, she says, I don't know uh-huh. any other woman who would vote for Michelle Obama. I don't know any black woman who would make a statement like that after seeing what she, she has shown that she is willing to be active. You know, so even if there were, you know, kind of some doubt, um, even with the point that Pastor Kale brought up, like, well, you know, it is a little different when everything completely falls on you because, as you stated, Pastor Steph, you know, you, we understand, well, most of us understand that even as first lady, some things fall on you, even though, you know, you don't have a quote-unquote position for things to fall on you. But I don't, I don't see how you could have witnessed the things that she is still doing, not that, not only that she has done when her husband was in office, but the things that she is still doing. And to hear that, and you talk about you can't see any, yeah, that's because you're on the other side of the fence and you're mad, and this is how you're lashing out. Mm. All right. Pastor KL, someone says, oh, please, I'm a white Jewish woman. And most of the Jewish women I know sadly will vote for her. She and her husband are anti-Semites. She and her husband will abandon Israel while ensuring that we keep our country's money pipeline to Iran unobstructed. (laughs) What you say to that? Mm. That, 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 that? That's a deep statement. Um, yeah, I, I believe that, that the Jewish people would definitely vote for her. Um, at, at, at this point, listen, a rock is going to do better than Trump. You know right. what I mean? I mean, a, a, anything is going to be better than Trump. And being, you know, to Shantisa's point, being that she's been by the side of, of a former president for eight years, and to your point, I've, I've done so many other things, yeah, I think she would definitely be a better candidate. And and as a man, you know, I would vote for her. She's going to be a better candidate than anybody else that's on there, especially Trump. Mm, 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 mm. All righty. Here we go. What do the people say? This is the plan, but she won't have to deal with a primary campaign. Joe will win. Joe will win that, but then they will make Joe's men- they will take Joe's medications away, and he will have to step aside. And Michelle will be uh, at the at the convention. She won't have to campaign much. The ballots from every big city project and nursing home will have already been delivered. Shantis, agree or disagree? I'm sorry. Can you reread that? I'm so sorry. Okay, I, so like, they say this I, is I understood. But... Okay. 
okay. They're being a little sarcastic in the beginning. They say this is the plan, but she won't have to deal with primary uh, primary campaign because Joe will win that one, but then they will take Joe's medications away and he will have to step aside and let Michelle uh, into the convention. She won't have to campaign much. The ballots from every big city project and nursing home will have already been delivered. Been delivered in her favor? Right. Okay. Um, again, as far as she won't have to really do too much, I agree, because it's oh, it's pretty much like she's been doing the work of someone campaigning already. And as when as Pastor Kale was um, finishing up his thoughts, it came to mind, a woman, how could women say that? And it's because a lot of women are brainwashed to even believe that other women should not be in leadership. So it's almost like what happened with, um, what's the other woman that was up against Trump? Oh, Hillary. Hillary. Yes, Hillary. When Hillary ran, they pretty much bashed her on the fact that she was a woman alone, whether she was good for the position or not. And that's what it's sounding like to me. It's also sounding like because I'm a woman who has been brainwashed to believe that other women should not be in leadership anyway. Now, I'm going to come up with whatever I think to now say that she should not be there. And, you know, for, for me to say, oh, well, she won't have to do much work, no, because a smart person understands that I don't only do the work when I'm up for the job. If this is, and, that, and that's what makes it genuine. Genuine means that I'm not doing this for something. I'm, I'm seeing a need. I understand that I have the ability to feed into the need or to address the need, and now I'm doing it. So look at how smart she was that now if she is to put her name and throw it in the ring, that I don't now have to, oh, well, let me try to do this. Oh, well, let's get cameras and me kissing babies. Oh, well, let's, let's get cameras and me going to this school. She already has her resume down pat, and that is what a smart person does. And if you would now take her example, you would now allow that to be how you should look at every other candidate, whether for president, mayor, governor, president of, of the block association, whoever, that what has this person been doing before it was even a consideration for them to have this position? All righty, all righty. Pastor KL, here we go. The last thing we need are the Obamas back in office throwing parties every other weekend with hip-hop artists constantly and consistently going on vacations with taxpayers' money. Stop it. Mm. There's nothing wrong with fried chicken. Let me start by yeah. saying. <laughs> that, that's really what they're saying on the low. We don't need chicken in the warehouse. I mean, in the White House. That, that's really what they're saying. But, I mean, that, that's, that's a bunch of haters. You know, and, 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 I, and I really want to go back to, you know, what Shantice was saying because she had so many permanent, uh, pertinent points. You know, there's a songwriter said is that may the work I've done speak for me. So, so Hillary don't have to go up there with all these lies like most, most people do and what she's going to do and what, how we're going to make the, 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 the country great again. You know, she got to do all this stuff because her work precedes her. 
You know, say not only does her husband's work perceive her, her work perceives her. So, so all she has to do is stand on what she's already done. And that right there should motivate you, you know, to, 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 to vote for her. You know, when Trump says, you know, the, 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 what's the MAGA, make America great again. For black people, when has it ever been great? I mean, we came out of slavery. So when has MAGA ever been considered for us? Make America great again, that means you want to go back into, into, into enslaving us. It has never you know, so, so I think Hillary, I mean, not Hillary, I think Michelle can make a difference because she's already been making a difference. Uh, amen, Shanti and Pastor KL. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you so much for your... I'm sorry. What? Well, and I was going to talk about that in my closing. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I just want to make sure. I know I no, but, no well, I'll say it now. I'm going to answer your question now. Well, how about the fact we were... Okay, let's say for argument's sake, you're right. We threw on parties and I was still able to keep my name clean. I was hanging out with the hip-hop artists, right. but I was still able to keep my name clean for not four, but eight years. They still have not been able to put anything on that man or his daughters or his wife. So y'all talking about throwing parties with the hip-hop artists? Y'all traveling and taking vacations on the taxpayers' money? Well, guess what? The taxpayers deserve to pay him because he kept his nose clean the entire time. He's been out of office for a whole term, and then he, it is a second term. And even since he's left there, they still have not been able to find anything. So if y'all are right, he didn't hung out with the hip-hop artists, and he still has not been brought down. He's been traveling on a vacation of mon- the money of, of the taxpayers, and we ain't no bro. We were no broker then than we are now. Cut it out. Now, that's my question. Because I'm like throwing parties. I was like, what parties? You know what? But that's that's the haters who said, oh, you know, they always had people over, and, you know, her mama was living with them, and I'm sorry. I'm living in the White House, and my mother going to live in an apartment? I don't think so. Yo, like, y'all would have done something different? Cut it out, cut it out, cut it out. Thank you so much, Pastor KL, and, and, um, Shantice, for your contribution into today's conversation. We pray you have a blessed day. Thank you, too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm. Ah, the benediction. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going, both now and forevermore. Psalm 121, 7 and 8. Listen, in my opinion, the White House would do well having Mrs. Obama as uh, um, as as them holding it down in the presidential uh, seat one more time, um, I think Hillary would have done a good job. But because, like Shanti said, even Trump voters who were disappointed after he got there admitted there was a, quite a few confessions that if they had known that Trump would have done what he did, because, you know, the first thing that came out was that he cut uh, some Social Security and some benefits to the elderly for his people, the rich people. And they were very angry, but they had voted for him. And 
I, I kind of chuckled because I was like, y'all didn't see that coming? Y'all didn't see that coming? See, you thought just because you were on the other side of the fence that you had it made. Oh, remember, it don't matter whether you rich or poor at times, whether you white or black at times. Yeah, you going to get hit when, it, when everybody in your class gets hit, and you are a retiree before you're white. Ooh. Yeah, so they got hit. They, didn't, they weren't saved because they were white and they voted for the male. But they were hit because they were retirees living off of whatever they had worked for. And if you remember, you know, or if you think about it, remember these people back in the day, these elderly people, they don't have a lot of money. They don't have a lot of benefits and things like that. You know, what we and these people are retiring with now, they don't know anything about that that life they didn't make that kind of money back then so they don't have big retirement funds and all of that kind of stuff a lot of people in 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 our elderly um category now they don't have a lot of money they're just barely making it and they thought putting him up in there you was gonna win no his people would win his people would prevail not you and they admitted that they voted for him because they would rather see him than her they hated the fact that there would be a woman in the white house so much that they gambled on trump and they lost they lost well good for you good for you because if you're only going to vote for a person because the color of their skin or because of their um, of their gender, shame on you and you get what you deserve. Now, when we talk about this whole thing with Michelle Obama, again, as has been said, she's done her work. She's done her work. You know, you had um, one of the one of the other. Wives, you know, she started the the drug program, and you had another one of the, you know, the the first ladies, you know, they did this or did that, you know, they. But she really made a mark in there, and and again, I don't know what her driving force was. Was what if I ever get up in there, or my husband ever get up in there? Rather, you know, I'm I'm gonna do this because we need, or whatever the situation was, whatever was her driving force, she did the thing, and. She's remembered because she's still doing the thing. She's still in the limelight on a good level. So now you have these people who are saying, oh, we wouldn't vote. My thing is, you know, women smash other women. And that's one of the things that is is really sad. And, again, I'm not saying vote for her because she's a woman. But here's my thing. When you have a Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, whatever her name is, when you have a Michelle Obama, when you have a this one, you have a that one, or if you have a Hillary Clinton, these are educated women. These are women that were not stupid. They weren't just wives when their husbands went into the office. They were not just mothers. When they went into office, these women had degrees and everything. They they could hold their own. They had held their own in the marriage. So when they went into office, when their husbands went into office, they were bringing a force of two. They were not bringing a force of one. They were smart in and on their own accord. These women were educated, and they were working, and they were making a difference and an impact Period. In addition to being wives, in addition to being mothers. Now, for a woman 
out here who has broken her tail, who has understood the plight of a woman, and we have such men who have really failed and dropped the ball. To me, if the better candidate is a woman, then do it, whether she's white, black, red, green, or brown. Do it because we should be voting, like Pastor KL said, for the better candidate. We should not be looking at the fact that, oh, she's a woman and, you know, I can't see, you know, why she would be there or how well she would do, so on forth and so on. Shatis also made another um, good point. I've seen some women who have said women, women, women should not be on the pulpit. You've been brainwashed into believing that women should not be in the pulpit. Why? Because you read this or you read that. I'm like, are you serious? Whoever is the best at the leadership when you are looking at it's time for there to be a leader in this pulpit, then let the better candidate prevail. It is so sad that we hear people and women say, well, I don't know many women who would vote for her. Well, I'm so sorry because, unfortunately, there would be women who would just vote for her because she's a woman. (laughs) They don't care nothing about her education status unless she was out on crack and somebody told it, unless she had been in jail for some major thievery. No, they voting for her just whether she's white or black. They voting for her just because she's a woman. The same way those men didn't vote for Hillary just because she was a woman. So, you know, we, we really need to think, think and think better. As as has been said, what's the pickings now? Who, 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 who do we really have to choose from? We really don't have a whole lot to choose from. And anybody we choose, we're taking a gamble. That they're going to keep to their word, that they're going to do what they said, that they're going to step up to the plate, that they're not going to be pretty much invisible like the one we got sitting up in there now. We don't even hear anything. We hear nothing about what you're doing. This world is in a, this, this nation is in a crisis, and yet you couldn't, we, don't have, we haven't heard your voice nowhere. You ain't been nowhere where somebody could really say, wow, she was here, she made a difference. Yo, let the better person prevail and... Your prayers up for what we're about to go into. I'm, I really think that we're just at the point where God said, "Oh, you wanna, you wanna, you want a president? Okay, I'm gonna give you one." You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my Due Time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us today. Please do not miss this opportunity, and you see why, to give Christ your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity, and you see why, to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now, because later is not promised to any of us in no shape, form, or fashion. Until tomorrow, God spares, where it's Freestyle Friday. Until then, I love you.